if you don't follow these three lessons, then I can almost guarantee you that you're going to fall into the void and have a horrible off-season as a wedding photographer. As a photographer, what should you do in the off-season? It's wintertime, it's coming close, but let me tell you this one more time. If you don't follow these three lessons, then you are going to waste your off-season. So, my goal for this whole PowerPoint, this whole presentation, this whole live stream, because you know that's, and pick up on these lessons that I'm doing. Set a goal with your content. I love doing this. I want to give you guys the goal for this show. I don't want you guys to come in here aimlessly. I want this to be very direct. You have a purpose here, what you're doing, why you're here. I want to inspire you to have an amazing off season. Walk away from this with less anxiety of the void. So let's talk about like a typical off season. Typical off-season, so, you know, it's winding down, it's wintertime here, uh, and uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, in s different parts of the country, summertime is the off-season, so it's going to vary differently, but, you know, for here in Virginia, it's getting colder, it's the holidays, people are having less weddings, there's a little bit less things to do, everything's kind of tied, you know, it's called kind of wind down, so a typical off-season kind of goes like this, where you just seem to... Kind of, you're like, you're, when I, I put running out of gas here, when I say running out of gas, you're like, you are running on empty and you are just like screeching, like the wheels have fallen off, the rubber is off the, t the wheels, it's screeching to the finish line, you have like nothing but the car frame, you, the steering wheel, the windows are broken, and you're just barely getting it to the off season and you just like, <sighs> You're just like, you're so exhausted from, from this whole thing. And then we have, uh, you know, clients are closing out projects and you're having conversations with everyone, you know, even all the meetings that you were going to have. Maybe your brides and grooms don't want to meet just yet, or they were inquiring or they were, it, things were just starting to pick up. Maybe you're about to get a new contract for a new gig. Um, and then just like, it kind of ghosts you or everyone feels like they're ghosting you or just not really talking. Uh, until January 4th. And, and if not January 4th, January 11th, that's the second Monday after we all come back, come back from it. And, you know, as you was freelancer, you're like, I've been working here the whole time. Um, you sit around, you start to do nothing because there's nothing else to do. And then you kind of enter the void. That's, and what is the void? Let's talk about the void. The void is, it's not, it is, but it's not seasonal affective disorder. So it's, you are not, it's not sad. But it feels like sad, and it's just, you get this kind of, you're restless, you're helpless, you're apathetic, you're a little bit mopey, you have lack of motivation, you had all these projects, and then you just kind of, nothing happens, and you just kind of, bleh. Um, and you start, you know, you start to have these questions, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, do I really want to do another wedding season like this? I just did nine months of this crap. I barely made it to this one. I barely survived this season. And I'm like set to, I have a couple more book next season. Am I, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to have this kind of year again and over and over? And it's like, does it get better? Does it get, is this the best it gets ever going to be? Is this the most money I'm ever going to make? Is this, this is your New off season. I want you, like we do with everything here at the Jordan P. Anderson show, it starts with the belief. It starts with, I have to internally believe that this works. I'm, I'm training you guys as you're watching these live streams. I want you, I have to, I realize some of this, you have, I have to teach you the belief. I cannot just teach you the tactics. I cannot just teach you the strategy. There has to be the internal psychology part where it's like, you have to believe that this is all possible. So 
I want you to say to yourself, I want you to give yourself the suggestion, this is going to be your new offseason. This is going to be a great offseason. You're going to have an amazing offseason. Take a screenshot of this, put this on your phone, uh, and just say, I am going to have a great offseason. Boom. So the three lessons we're going to talk today about are number one is realignment, number two is product, and number three is marketing. Hmm. All right, so let's go over the very first lesson. Your kick-ass off-season lesson number one, realignment. That's a big word, Jordan. That can be a woo-woo word a little bit. Is that something that is something that companies do or brands do? That's not something I do, but that's something that yoga instructors do. I don't do realignment, Jordan. So, yes, you do. You do and you need to find some realignment in your life. This is the downtime. This is the off season. This is the time for you to breathe. So I want you to find the pillars in your life. And what do I mean by pillars? Let me give an example. When I say the pillars, I'm talking about the core fundamentals. If you were to break, you know, if you were to break your entire life down, everything you do, who you do it with, how you go about doing everything, it comes down to these kind of core pillars in your life. And I've, and I've, I've ripped this off from August Bradley, in, uh, the, who does a great job at teaching a notion lesson on this, um, and I've adopted this into my lifestyle, is you, you know, for me, it's like learning, content creation, family, branding and audience, product development. Like, these are my core pillars of my business, of my life, and these, everything that I do, I can categorize it all into these some of some or one or all of these categories. So what are yours? So is learn do you value learning? Is content creation part of it? Is family, friends, marriage uh is that part of your core pillars? Like it's it's all very personal. It's all up to you. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh I want you guys to find and start to think about what is it that's important in my life? Or like, why am I doing all this? Or why am I busting my ass to do this, to have a, a really tough wedding season and come to the very end? You know, I made some money from it. I met a bunch of great people. I was a part of some great weddings, some great projects, but I'm like, I am out of gas and I don't feel fulfilled or I feel like I'm lacking. And it, what it really is, it's just kind of you need to articulate your core pillar. So what do you believe in? What is it that you is the driving factor? If you can categorize everything you do in your life, your photography, the the business side of your photography, the creative side of your photography, the non-business side, non-creative, non-anything. Just like, you know, for me, it's like I should have added on there cooking. I love to do cooking. I'm like a I'm a that is my creative outlook. I realize that I'll never I never want to do that as a job. I always want that to do as a personal hobby because uh, no amount of cooking. I can cook for six hours and I'm not tired at all. So like that, that to me is like a core pillar. Roses, buds, and thorns. I was in the Boy Scouts and part of Boy Scouts, we did this, uh, large hiking project, uh, a large hiking project, adventure, whatever you want to call it. It was, uh, it was, we went out into the desert, we went out to New Mexico and we could, we could choose a couple different excursions, but the excursion that we chose to do were 110 miles in 10 days. We would hike all day. You know, we're going up down mountains. It's the air is getting thinner. New Mexico actually has a higher elevation than like, it's not sea level. It's like base. Our base camp was a mile in the sky. So it was like roughly. 5,600 feet. Um, and we would go all the way up. Our highest peak got to 11,500. And, you know, we're carrying all of our gear, all of our supplies on our back for 10 days. So each of our packs, they, they tried to limit the weight of our packs, but, you know, us kids, we were walking around with like 
80 pound packs and you know it was as technologically advanced as you could get it but the adults had like the much more advanced ones and us kids just had these like rickety frame hiking packs with like little hip straps and like my skinny ass in you know i was like i couldn't even get the hip strap around the hip strap is supposed to like take all the weight off as a when you're hiking and it was like i would like click it around my waist and i was so freaking little skinny boy that i couldn't even get the weight the thing to take the weight so i was like everything was on my shoulders you're hiking and you're just like you're tired and you feel like the day just goes by and you you know and we did it we we made it through all my friends we got to the very end and but at the end of each night like we had you know they give you this kind of like orientation and you're like you know they kind of the first two days you're kind of you go with a scout guide uh, uh, someone that works there they show you the routes, they show you the trails, they show you how to set up camp, how to dispose of all your stuff. Um, and then they go into like this very, it felt very meditative. And as like a, 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 a maniac 13 year old boy, like I was like, it was, it was a different pace when they kind of introduced this idea. And so each night around the fire, you know, we'd, we'd finish cooking, we'd gather around and, you know, there's nothing to do. We don't have our Game Boys, we don't have our cell phones. Um, some had books, some had, but you know, at the end of the day, they really stated the importance of gathering around and kind of thinking about what it is that you did. And they introduced this concept of roses, buds, and thorns. And roses and buds and thorns, it actually comes from the military. Um, they call it after action review, but the roses, you would, everyone would go around the campfire and talk about their day and just kind of like relive the day a little bit. And roses were good things, positive things. Name something positive that happened today. Your buds were something that you were looking forward to. So thinking a little bud of a flower, it's about to become a flower, but in the future it will. So you're thinking like roses were what I did or what you thought was positive for that day. Hey, we overcame this mountain or... Um, we got lucky and found a, a food spot that had nice food, or we got to, uh, stay, we got to build camp by a creek or something. So that was nice. It was nice, you know, hanging out by the water. Uh, that was a rose. And then your bud was something you were looking forward to. I can't wait to climb this next big mountain, or I can't wait to reach the peak of 11,000 feet. And then your thorn was something that you didn't like that day. And it wasn't so much, it, there was no name calling, there was no pointing fingers, but just something that you didn't like that day or that you would have changed or you would have hoped would have changed the next time. And everybody would go around and we, you would all just kind of have a moment to kind of relive the day and think about what you did because we are always stuck uh, and we always stuck in drive mode. Like we got the, we got the car going as photographers, as people who are running your business, your own business. And people who have full-time jobs too, they, you know, we're always stuck in drive mode. We're always moving forward and we never have time to breathe. We never have time to stop, think, and like really look back and assess at what we did, how we did it, what we liked about it, what we have done differently. It really happens in the corporate world. And I wish it happened more in the corporate world where you're able to kind of like a lot of it part of my last job where it was just like, it was go, go, go project after project we keep making the same mistakes over and over and we never stop and say I, let's let's break this down like why didn't this work what do we like about this and i want you to do this with your own business i want you to look back it's the end of the year projects are slowing down and you have a little bit more time to think you have a little bit more breathing room yeah you still got some work maybe you still got some edit projects coming in but I want you to kind of deliberately space out your schedule for the next few weeks in the off season where you are able to think about like, yeah, what did I like about this year or what am I looking forward to for 2021 or what, you know, what did I not like about this season or 
what clients did I not like? Why did I not like these clients? Why did I not like this project? Or what about the payment? Or like, did I not, do I need to change something? Do I need to change my systems to kind of put a, an official name to it? After action reviews, AARs, uh, there's always an acronym for everything in the military. Um, these are, I would recommend you start to implement these. I try to do these after every single project, every, every client project I have. That is significant enough to call for it. I like to do an after action review, not with the client, just with myself to say, here's what we did. Really like write it all down, articulate it so that I could say, this is what I like. This is what I didn't like so that I could start to recognize patterns and see what is working, what kind of clients I'm attracted to, what kind of projects I'm attracted to. And I can start to say like, okay, hmm, do I want to keep doing this? Is this something I like to do? Um, and then, of course, it's, you know, it's the end of the year. I've talked about my yearly review. I, that's My yearly review is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, if you had a full-time job, your employer would do this in some form or fashion, uh, whether it's like a quarterly goal or a yearly goal or monthly goal. But um, try to build in these systems. And, and again, go check out August Bradley uh, on YouTube. He has a whole notion, uh, basically has a whole notion course on how to set up a quarterly review, we you know where you're tracking your days, you're tracking your weeks, tracking your months and quarters, and then it all kind of bundles into a yearly review where you're able to sit back and say, "This is what I did. This is what I liked. This is what I didn't like." And then finally, to to kind of put a pin to this first lesson is to create better systems. When you think about all that, you think about um, how can I be better organized? How can I have better business hygiene? How can I better um, keep everything tracked? Projects track, project management, client management, CRM. So is there something that I can start to improve on while you're doing the off-season? Then lesson number two is product. So what do I mean by product? I'm talking about creating a new offering. So this is, you know, this is kind of what most people think when I say create a new offering or a product or service is they think as as you know, as creatives, they think that just like one service is enough. When I was shooting a lot of video, I thought that all I do is just video production. I, I make videos. That's it. And that's all I really have to provide. I just have to make a video. Client says I need a video. I make a video. That was it. Shoot, edit. That's all I do. Photographers act the same way. All I need to do is just do wedding photography. That's it. And I'm not saying to expand and say I need to do wedding photography, brand photography, uh, fashion photography, and all this stuff. I'm saying you need to expand, like write down a list of everything that you can offer a client. Or say if it's just a wedding photographer, what can you offer a bride and groom to make their experience as memorable as possible and to like the most bang for the buck uh that you can provide. You can do photos, you can do prints, like all think about every single thing. Like faster edits, slower edits, better edits, uh sizes, digital only, prints, uh engagement sessions, like write down, make a huge, big fat master list. Of everything that you can offer somebody, lesson, teaching, tutoring, coaching, uh, workshops, motivation, like all, like everything, even, you know, some, even do video production, if you want to add that in there and like, and then start to kind of look at your master list and, uh, you know, you're probably only doing one or two of those things on that huge master list of services that you can offer. So I want you to kind of rethink everything. I want you to kind of look at, at everything that you have written down and I want you to start to bundle and kind of rebundle these packages. Like it shouldn't just be I'm a wedding photographer, so I'll I'll just show up with a camera, shoot, send it in the Lightroom, and send you the prints. Like that is 
That's where it gets to be a commodity. That's where it gets to be you're very replaceable and it's all just about the price. If you're able to provide a very unique experience, because you're able to bundle and repackage some of these services that you offer, and maybe each individual service that you can think of or that you write down in your master list is not necessarily unique, but how you bundle it together and how you package it and put it in front of a client, it, that's the unique part. That's what adds value. That's what says, like, I'm the only one doing this type of thing in this combination, and that's valuable, and that makes me different as a photographer. And this off-season is the perfect time to think of everything, back up, and say, hmm, what can I be doing differently? I, if I'm just sitting here offering wedding photography, shooting and editing photos and then printing, you know, printing prints or sending off dig- digital files only, is that really different from any, anybody else? And then like, is that why I'm frustrated about pricing? Is that why I'm frustrated about not getting these good clients or not? My clients don't seem to be improving or getting better and better as I go off into the future. So this is the part, um, I love this lesson, like to think about everything you're doing right now and like tweak it a little bit, like rebundle it, like, and always ask yourself, how can I make this better? Like, uh, I'm, you, you, I want you to really sit back. This is what I'm talking about, like articulation and having that breathing room, be able to sit back and look at what it is you're doing and like really be kind of judgmental about it and be kind of have a, um, not, a, not a cold read on it, but you know, Try to have as much of an outside perspective as possible and say, like, if this is the same or if I am replaceable by every other photographer in this town or in this area or in, or in the country, how can I make what I do better? How can I make my package, my bundle, my service offering that much better? And think about it. So the third lesson is marketing. And of course, Jordan, okay, you love marketing. Jordan, I know we, this is obvious, though, that you're going to talk about marketing. This off season, I want you to look at what you've been doing in your marketing, whether it's content marketing, email ads, Facebook ads, podcasting, whatever. And I want you to find the one thing that has been working the most and the most effective and has been really bringing in whether, whether it's traffic, new customers, uh, new leads, closing customers, bringing in hot leads, selling the product, whatever it is that you've been doing and that you've been seeing in your analytics as a marketer, as a business owner. And I want you to double down on that. So if you're spending, you know, a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars on Facebook ads and you're looking at back at everything and Facebook ads seems to be bringing in 40% of your leads, whereas, and then the other 60% is just kind of a spreadsheet of just random other things. If it's 40% and you're only spent and you're spending $500 a month, what would happen if you spent a thousand dollars a month or you to take every single dollar that you earned from the customers that came from Facebook ads and pumped it all back into Facebook ads and doubled down on everything? I don't literally mean like two X everything, but take whatever you're doing and what would happen? Think to yourself, have a thought experiment and say, what would happen if I just doubled everything? I doubled all my efforts and went all in on this and said, I'm, I really don't feel like doing anything else. I really don't feel like prioritizing that many other things or the other things, you know, that kind of, it's the 80, 20 rule of, of course it's the 80, 20 rule, Jordan. It's like, if, you know, 20% of the things you're doing is bringing in 80% of the results, then focus more on that 20% and just kind of keep doubling down. So an example is Facebook ads, or if, okay, Instagram's not working for you, or YouTube's not working for you, or, but you're seeing a lot of people read your email newsletter, 
go into email newsletter marketing. Go in, go write an email. Go write some newsletters. Go start sending out email. You know, create a great email series, automation series on Mailchimp, and start to send out these people. Like double down. If people like reading your stuff, then then double down on it. But you know, and this is after. This is with you know, the context of this is that you have been doing this for a year, and so. The, you know, this is where it gets weird, but people like try to, I, I tell you, choose one to two things and do it for a year. Don't do five different things as a small business owner where you're running everything. Don't try to do all of it at once and then say like, well, it didn't work. I was doing, you know, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, uh, YouTube, TikTok. I did it all this year and it all got me kind of mixed results. And it's like, yeah, it got you mixed results because you had probably a mixed efforts and a mixed strategy. If you just focused on one thing, do it for a year, do it for multiple months at least. Do it for at least half a year. Cause that, like, you need the data, you need the feedback. And if you're not getting the feedback, you're not getting the results, then the further out you get by doing that, then you can start to make those judgments and saying, okay, I've been putting a lot of effort here. It's not working, but I am getting a lot of results over here. Hmm. Maybe I should switch over here. That's why you're seeing a lot of people on TikTok explode on TikTok because they're pl- they experiment, they find a new thing, they work on it, and then they start to see results, and then they double down on their efforts, and they see even more results, and they double down on those efforts, and they see even more results. So it's like you just kind of you want to kind of keep going with it. How can you go further on what you're already doing? And again, here are some examples: email marketing, videos, podcasts, Facebook ads, live streams, like. If you were doing any of these, and these are just examples of some marketing tactics, um, what are you doing if you are posting an Instagram photo a day and you find that you're getting new customers? And this, and this is the weird thing too. People think that just, you know, followers or engagement or likes is, is a result in their marketing and it's, and it's, very surface level vanity stuff. So like when I say results, I'm not just talking about, oh, I have a bunch of subscribers. Oh, I have a bunch of followers. I'm talking about, were you able to see website traffic? Were you able to see something on your business side get affected from the marketing that you were doing on this, this, you know, I'm, when I say go to make a decision to go onto TikTok, and start to get business results. I want you to like focus on the business results, not just like, oh, I got a bunch of views or I got a bunch of playbacks or people are sharing my work. It's like, great, but is this something that is driving your business forward? Like if you're not driving, if, if, especially if it's a business account, if it's just personal and it's just for fun, whatever, that's a different conversation. But if this is about your business and I want to, you, the goal in mind is, okay, I'm trying to attract more wedding clients to my business or, you know, I want to get in front of people that then hire me to be the wedding photographer. Okay. What is it that you're doing? Or like, what are the, what marketing tactics are you doing? What is working out there? And can you double down on anything? And then the other thing I want to say is that you should try something new. And I'm, and I'm already beating around the bush with this, that you should choose a new platform and experiment. This is the time in the off season that, okay, I've never done this before. I hear everybody talking about this. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to start a TikTok. I'm going to start live streaming like this. I'm going to get on Instagram live. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I've been posting Instagram posts, but I haven't really doubled down on stories or reels. Let me start to experiment with this to see what it's like. Um, but just choose one, just choose one to two and go in with the mindset that, you know, I say to have a business goal, to have something, some kind of 
business goal of mine. Like I said, new clients, new leads, new inquiries. That is a business goal. But when you're just getting out there, you're experimenting. I want you to not judge yourself in the first few months of it because, um, like you just did the, the previous year where I said, choose one marketing tactic and stick with it. You can do, a, you know, do it for at least a year to get some results, to get some feedback. If nothing's working, if it's not working, then back off it. And, and then, but in this off season, I want you guys to start experimenting and, and think about this too. And I don't just want you to like your first mind goes to like, Oh, he's, he's just talking about TikTok because that's just the newest thing. That's, that's the kind of thing that when he says experiment or choose a new platform, the new platform is TikTok. I'm not just talking about TikTok. I'm talking about anything, any kind of email marketing, uh, Substack, Medium, Twitter. Like there is nothing out there that is too saturated. There is nothing out there where you miss the moment or you miss the window of opportunity. There's nothing out there. If you want to get started on Snapchat, get started on Snapchat today. You, there's, you can always jump in on Twitter. There's nothing out there. And like, it's just a, it's such a closed minded, uh, it's an excuse. It's a closed minded excuse that you had like, Oh, well, you know, Facebook has been around for years. I can't start a new Facebook group and expect to get any traffic. It's like, yeah, with that attitude, you won't. And it should not, you shouldn't like, yeah, just don't, don't fall into that excuse or like talk yourself out of something. Like be open minded and don't judge yourself and experiment in this off season. Give, you know, give it a 90 day trial, give it a 60 day trial to say, uh, all right, I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to work with this every single day, at least once. I'm going to post at least once a day, five days a week or something and see what happens. If nothing happens from it, okay, I experimented with it. I gave it a shot. It's cool. I can now say I can use the platform. And I kind of understand the tricks to it, but that's, you know, I didn't really lose anything that much. I didn't really, the upside is that it's successful and it gets you business inquiries and wedding clients. The downside is that you wasted a little bit of time. Like there's, there's not, you're not going to die. You're not going to, your business isn't going to fail. You're not going to lose all this money. Like I said, at the beginning of this whole thing, I want you guys to have, and I want you guys to believe this, that you're going to have an amazing off season. Look forward to the off season in the sense that you're going to relax. You're going to take a breather, but then catch your breath for a second. And then I want you to get excited and get started to like you're in you need to go into planning mode and building mode you need to have a little bit of also reflection too in this offseason it shouldn't don't just blindly go through this offseason and get and get sad and restless and have this kind of woe is me or you know like i said you're entering the void we don't want to enter the void where you just feel lost and hopeless like it should be a really constructive time where you you have some downtime you go into build mode and you come out of it and you go into the wedding season excited because you have all the systems built. You have the new strategy ready to go and you're just excited. You're refreshed. My biggest lesson out of all this is the roses, buds and thorns. And I, I want to push for this. I want to push for this in the corporate world, in the entrepreneur world, in the startup freelance world, that roses, buds and thorns, that what is something that you like doing when you're reviewing a project, when you're viewing your life, you know, a, a year in review, your business in review, a client in review? What did you like? Roses. Buds, what are you hopeful for the future you're looking forward to? And then thorns, what did you not like about it? What would you change about it? What would you, what would you do differently? So that's, that was my biggest lesson. My most surprising lesson that I didn't think I would be saying if you'd asked me like what advice would you give you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have said this my most surprising lesson is to repackage your offering to take everything that you offer make a huge master list of it all 
and start to pick and choose and say, okay, if I put these two, three, four, five items together, does this make a kick-ass package? Does this make a really cool wedding package that people are just going to fall in love with? Um, that's going to like boost my sales because I'm standing out. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a unique photographer in this area because I'm offering something that no one else is offering. The lesson you knew I was going to say is to find a new platform. Experiment. See what's out there. Don't feel like you missed the boat or missed the opportunity. You should have and you, sh and you still need to choose one to two marketing tactics. Email marketing, live streaming, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok, whatever. Choose one of those and then stick with it for a year. But in this off season, I want you to still continue to do that, but I want you to start experimenting is like, do I need to, okay, uh, the two marketing tactics that I'm using right now, can I replace one of these with something else or something new? And if you don't try something new and experiment with it, you'll never know if that's something that you could have replaced with it to really maximize your marketing strategy. Because you only have a limited amount of time in your day to do all the marketing. And if one is working really well, double down on that. And if the other is not working so well, can that be replaced with something else? But you never know what you're going to be able to replace it with unless you get out there and experiment and see what other marketing tactics you could be adding to your company. I hope you guys have an amazing off-season. I really want you to believe that this off-season is going to be incredible. It's not going to be lazy. It's not going to be tired and depressed and mopey and lack of motivation. This is your rebuilding phase right now. This is where you can take a deep, analytical, critical perspective Take a, take a look under the hood of what you've been working with with your business. Take a look in the mirror and say, what have, what has been working? What hasn't been working? And what would I change about it? And that's how we're going to have an amazing offseason. The offseason does not mean take a break. It does not mean get lazy and let everything slip. And then, you know, you wake up instantly and you're back in the wedding season. We have to look in the mirror. We have to see, take a review. We have to do our roses, buds, and thorns, like I mentioned, and really think about what it is that we want to improve on, and the kind of year we want to have next year. This is just a taste of everything that I'm offering over here in the Perfect Wedding Package. This is the kind of stuff where you're able to really take a step back. I, I want to really emphasize that you need some outside perspective on what you're offering your clients to look at your product, repackage it, put it in a unique combination of ways that says like, I am unique. This is how I'm going to raise my prices. This is worth it. Like when you finally make the perfect wedding package, you no longer feel the need to justify or you no longer have that fear that a client is going to look at your prices, feel that sticker shock and say, no, you're too expensive. We're not going to go with you. Sticker shock comes from your failure to communicate what it is that you offer. And when you're able to put together a, a kick-ass offering and say, like, these are all the things I'm going to provide. I'm not just going to provide a simple, I'm going to show up and shoot your wedding and give you some digital prints and call it a day and I'll maybe do an engagement session. You're able to think about everything that you can do as a photographer to make their experience as unique and powerful and as memorable as possible. And you say, here is the package. Boom, boom. I keep doing this with my hands. You learn all of this in the perfect wedding package. And then you're able to attach a huge price tag next to that. And so that you're not having this horrible race to the finish off season where you feel like you're running out of gas, that you're barely making it to the finish line. You go, how can I keep doing this every year? I can't keep shooting 50 weddings a year. There's got to be another way. 
And this is what I want to offer you guys. I want to give you guys an option. This is your chance to get out of that cycle of saying, I can't keep doing this or my clients are killing me. The answer, Jordan, I have to shoot less projects, but if I shoot less projects, then I'm going to make less money. You can do something like this, take the perfect wedding package, understand how you can raise your price, make a, a better and more valuable offering to your clients so that when you can raise your prices, you can do less and you can start to think and step back a little bit more. And instead of at the very end in the off season, you're having to do your reviews and take a breather that you can do, take a breather in the middle of the wedding season, that you can take a breather after each project because you're not having to hustle all the time. Your price, if you raise your prices, if you raise your prices, you're able to take a second to breathe and you're able to have better clients and provide a better client experience as a wedding photographer. I want you guys to go to the perfectweddingpackage.com. Check it out. It's the perfect wedding. I'll, I'll give you the whole breakdown. It's the perfect wedding package. It comes with a template where I show you exactly how you need to frame your prices, frame your offering, and you get the you get the whole PDF InDesign template as well as a video lesson just like this where we walk through each step. I'm not going to leave you hanging and just give you a template and say, figure it out. We're going to go through step by step and say, this is how you do it. This is the things to watch out for. These are the traps you might fall into. Here is how I would present my prices to my wedding client. And on top of that, you're also going to get a wedding photographer website audit. I want to go to your website. I want to take a look at everything that you're offering. You know, I'll give you comments about the fonts, about where I would place the picture, what kind of navigation I would have, and like, and give you an overall perspective while using your website. All right. So now we get that's a $2,000 offer. You got the template. That's an, an hundred dollars is two hundred fifty dollars. I'm losing my math here. And then we're also I'm also going to offer you if you sign up for the perfect wedding package, I'll also do a one on one pricing workshop with you. So you watch the videos of me, you read the template, and now you and I get to set up a personal phone call, video call, phone call, whatever you feel comfortable with, where we go through and I say, let me see your prices, let me see the template you built, and we and I'll give you some feedback and I'll say and we can even do a role play. We can even do some practice rounds as, as a client and say, like, what would, you know, here's what I would do differently. Here's how I would improve this. So you get real time. And I want you guys to, I want you guys to get this wedding package and have it up and running so that when you're, when the new season is up and you're ready to go, you got clients in the door and you're handing over this wedding package to them. And they're saying, this makes sense. Here's the result I want you guys to get. I want you guys to double your prices, triple your prices overnight. To, and I want you guys to be blown away and, and feel nervous. Like, there's no way I can be charging this, Jordan. Like, this is insane. I've never charged this amount of money before. And you're telling me this is what I should put in front of my clients. And I'm saying, hell yes, put that right in front of your client. You need to have the confidence to do it. And, and they're going to buy it. They're going to, they are going to choose this option. Trust me. And when they, and like I said at the beginning of this whole episode, it takes a certain amount of belief that you have to believe that this is all possible. And maybe that's my, maybe that's job number one for me is I need to make you believe that this is all possible. You get the pricing workshop. That's another $2,000 value. Months from now, I want you guys to still have access to me. So I want to offer as well the, the third bonus as a part of the whole wedding package, the perfectweddingpackage.com is you get access to me on Discord. Anytime a thought comes up, you want to work, you know, you got, you redid your pricing template sheet again, and I want you to send it over to me. Send me an, a message on Discord and say, Hey, Jordan, I need some help with this. Here's what I'm working with. 
And what I want you to go through it in real time. And you also will have a community there. We'll all be together as photographers, as creatives, working together, supporting each other. That, that's what I want it to, it to be as well. A safe place where you can say, hey, I need help with my pricing. I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm a little bit nervous. I got a client coming up. Uh, what should I do, Jordan? So all of that, that entire thing, the three bonuses I just mentioned, the templates, the video lessons, all of that is a $5,000 offer. And I'm going to offer it to you guys for $97. It's $97 on theperfectweddingpackage.com. Head over there. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Jordan P. Anderson, and I'll see you on the next one.